JT. JT Faith Radio. Yeah. JT Faith Radio. You're listening to JT Faith Radio, and this is Methodist Minutes, and I'm Tyler. I'm John. And I'm Brad. And uh, as Tyler said, this is uh, Methodist Minutes, and and I just wanted to do a couple couple things right here. I wanted to do 10 facts about Methodism and, and, and let us talk about them a little bit. Um, interesting facts or just facts? Some of them are inter- interesting. Just facts. Just, oh, okay. just the facts, man. Just the facts, man. <laughs> do you, die, do, die hard do you fans. Die hard. Die fans. hard. Die hard. No, that's Joe Friday from Dragnet. It's in Die Hard too. Well, yeah, but just the facts, ma'am. But that was a th- that was a throwback. Well, okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, so the ten facts, and 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 here's number one. Uh, John Wesley wrote one of the all-time best-selling medical texts. Primitive physic. Very good. Boom. Yeah. So um, it's it is a um, it went through thirty-two editions, making it one of the most widely read books in England. Hmm. Many of Wesley's cures and tips on healthy living remain widely accepted, uh, while some of his advice was wishful thinking. <laughs> The most important part of the philosophy uh, was his insistence on continual observation to support um, hypothesis. Wesley boldly questioned modern doctors how they sometimes treated humans like machines that much like their machines lacked merit and the lack of evidence to support its efficacy. By the same token, some of Wesley's beliefs certainly needed more supportive evidence. Uh, for instance, Wesley recommended holding a puppy against the stomach to cure stomach pains. There you go. Have you ever read uh, Primitive Physics? No, I, I have not. But um, one of the ladies at my church mm-hmm. has an original copy. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. No, I've, I've got the electronic copy. I've got it on my Kindle. I've she never... actually has an original hmm. copy. That's pretty cool. Um, like, I know that... Um, there, there was different things. I mean, he he offered dried and powdered toad pills, toad pills for asthma. He also enjoyed regular dips in cold bath water. Thought it would be um, near panacea. Um, is one of your next facts going to be that he actually started a drugstore because of this book? No, actually, it's not on the list. <clears throat> this is another fun he did, fact. Yeah, he did start an apothecary, yeah. Immediately following... Well, I don't know immediately. I don't know how soon after this book was released. He actually started um, a, a drugstore there in England. And right now, today, it's a, it's Boots. Something in Boots. Drugstore. It's still open today. Oh, wow. Uh, that's, Wesley earned well over a million dollars in his lifetime. Hmm. But he died penniless. Because he was giving his money back, he was reinvesting right. all of his money. So this, this he actually paid for the books, all of his own publications. He paid for all of that, and and he sold books as cheaply as he could. So yeah, it's the primitive physique, and like I said, a lady at Pleasant Valley has an original copy of that. 
Cool. Uh, the second one we've got here is is a phrase actually that I've used more than once. Um, I also believe Rush Limbaugh uses it a lot. Um, but Wesley coined the term "talent on loan from God." <laughs> no, not that phrase. <laughs> but John Wesley coined the term "agree to disagree." Really? Yeah. And, it, and guess what relationship it came from? His wife. No. His brother. No. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who was near and dear to him until they had a split. Oh, Whitfield. George Whitfield? Yep. Really? Agreed to disagree. Yeah. Though um, they both argued passionately, Wesley reflected on these differences in a memorial sermon for Whitfield, saying, There are many doctrines of less essential nature. In these, we may think and let think. We may agree to disagree, but me... Uh, but meantime, let us hold fast to the essentials. Hmm. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. And that, that's pretty cool. Um, because I, I know I've used that quite a bit, but but it also goes to that whole, if it doesn't strike to the core of Christianity, think right. and let think. And that's probably where the, all this kind of comes into maturity in, in this, this eulogy sermon for, uh, for George Whitfield. And what's the other one he has? Um, pureness in essentials. Grace in non-essentials and, and love in everything. In all. In, in everything else. Well, I'm not saying that right, but it's, no. it's somewhere in there. Yeah. All right, number three. John Wesley rode far enough on horseback to circle the earth ten times. It's pretty wild. 500,000 miles? I didn't know. 250,000. 250,000. Because it's about, about 24,000 miles around the earth. Okay. I didn't so, know a horse could swim that much. No. What was the hey? What it probably was, wasn't the same horse. Oh, okay. What was the name of the horse John Wesley rode? Tyler. Oh, you're looking at me. I'm <laughs> looking at you. Yeah. I was looking no, at it wasn't named Tyler. I was. No. <laughs> I'm willing was, to bet. Who's on first? Yeah. Who? What was the name of the horse? You got me. We don't know any of the names because mm. <laughs> he, he wore too many of them out. <laughs> um. But no, it's 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 when you go through his journals. Um. You know, it talks about he got a horse in this town, he got a horse in this town, he got a horse in this town, and it never really talks about him by name. But yeah, so so he he rode a horse, he rode horses on horseback. He rode on horseback um, enough to circle the earth ten times. I thought that was pretty cool. Wesley had serious doubts about his faith. That one we all kind of knew, yeah. right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, questioning one's faith should not be disparaged. Doubts are essential to making any belief system one's own. They do not mean that one will let it go. In fact, even as Wesley struggled with deep, deep doubts about faith, he followed the wise instruction of a mentor who told him, Preach faith till you have faith, and then because you have it, you will preach faith. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it, baby. And didn't didn't Martin Luther doubt his faith? I mean, didn't he really struggle in the monastery? Well, and he also at the very end of his life. I mean, this is something that um, he he ended up preaching his last sermon in the town in which he was born. Right. And five people showed up for that sermon. Wow. Yeah. And so he had, he actually died ten days later. But in that intervening ten days, he wrote a letter saying, "Look, all my life I've dedicated to the propagation of the of the gospel." To what effect? You know, I mean, here in his last 10 days, he's questioning even his own ministry, not let alone his own faith. Well, it just makes me wonder, all the people he had preached to, had they died or had they gone off on 
mission teaching preaching missions. Well, that would be that would be a positive way to look at it. So right, he didn't look at it that positively. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and, and we all know. Uh, well, not everybody out there may not know, but but we probably all know. Right after the Aldersgate experience, you know, he has this 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 warming of the cockles of his heart, and it wasn't a seven layer bean burrito, right? Um, but but it was. Are we sure of that? Well, eh, fairly sure. Okay. But then you know this whole sanctification process. He th- he he thought he had it, and then a couple of days later, he realizes, no, 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 I don't quite have it, <laughs> and. Uh, and so he even doubted at, at that point. So, so yeah, I mean, he, he struggled with his faith several times. And, and, and I think it's only natural for us. He should have had another burrito. Yeah, he should have had another burrito. Um, number five, Methodist was originally a derogatory term, which we, we know because we've talked about the Holy Club, the Methodist. Right. With Wesley despised being called a Methodist. Early on, yes. Yes. To the origins of the term Methodist are are in dispute. It is clear that it was originally used uh, by outsiders to mock John Wesley and his early societies because of their dedication to follow a method of growing closer to God. So that was um, derogatory. Number six, Wesley counseled people to eat less than you desire. He sounds like my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Eat less than you desire. Fat boy. <laughs> What's real funny is that he actually has a dog named that. Um, <laughs> Brad, but, not Wesley. Yeah, yeah, true. true. I, don't know if, I don't know if Wesley had a dog at all. And, and I name. have a dog named Lowrider. Yeah. So I, I wonder where those names came from. Gee. Uh, the initials are H D. <laughs> but for, uh, for this one, Stain Slim was far from Wesley's goal. Though he did weigh at about 128 pounds, five three and 128 pounds. I, I was going to say he was only five two, five yeah. three. <laughs> this was not the result of dieting, but rather a practice to ensure that people were not ruled by their natural desires, but exercising control over them. So it was more if you go back to um, what is it, Aristotle and appetites, or was it Plato? Aristotle, I believe. Yeah, Aristotle. So it's kind of going back to controlling the appetites. And appetites not meaning hunger, just right. different things. Though. And not letting them control you. Exactly, exactly. So number seven, never intended to split from the Church of England. True. Yay. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we said this um, in an earlier show before Brad came on. Well, actually, we, I think we said it with you too, that you know both John and Charles died Anglican priests. Um, their goal was not to leave but to reform the Anglican Church. From within. From within. And um, it didn't work out that way. That's also why, side note, why there's no real systematic theology in Methodism because a lot of it was already settled in the Church of England. Right. And that's where he wanted this to take hold. And um, I always jokingly say we're not a Protestant church because we didn't protest anything. (laughs) It just wasn't very healthy to be called the Church of England after the Revolutionary War. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're just kind of like an offshoot, <laughs> stepchildren, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and if if I remember the book correctly, um, it, their dad, Samuel, was also an Anglican priest, and their older brother, Samuel, was also an Anglican priest. 
So John and Charles just jumped into the family business. And like you said, they would have stayed. However, right when the American Anglican Church started treating us like stepchildren, it's it's a unique story. We I looked that up one day <laughs> in the the Kinghorn book. Kenneth Kenneth Kinghorn has a very interesting few pages on that. Okay, cool. Um, so here's something that I found that was interesting. Number eight. Wesley never said this famous quote attributed to him. Do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, as long as you can. He also never said scripture, tradition, reason, <laughs> experience. Well, he, yeah, he never said anything about the quadrilateral. But we're spoon-feeding that into his mouth, too. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was always interesting because we've always said, maybe not we, not we, but... But people in the Methodist Church have always said Wesley said this. We, the people called Methodists. Yes, good Heights and Raider person you are. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> um, number nine, Wesley believed you could not be a Christian on your own. Agreed. The, the, the 12, the original 12, the 12 apostles, mm-hmm. they were called into community. Mm-hmm. True. Well, even even if you think about the people he healed, what did he do to them? Go back to the synagogue so that you can be brought back into community. That's not the explicit way he said it, but it's it's what it, what it implied. Right, right. And um, and, and really, when you when you look at the one thing that I've said, you cannot break the Ten Commandments if you do what one thing, and that is love. You cannot love in a vacuum. You're perfect at love until you walk outside the bedroom that you are, you know, isolated by yourself, and then you go talk to the first person, and you you're like, <laughs> you know, right. I mean, but that's where our practice of of love and mercy and grace really come into play and help us to grow in our faith. There's a Mickey Mouse photo. You can look it up on. You you can find a picture of this online, and it's a cartoon of Mickey Mouse laying in bed and. He says, God, I haven't sinned today. I haven't cussed. I haven't yelled at anybody. I haven't lost my temper. I, I haven't done this. And blah. And I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. And then the last line says, but I'm fixing to get out of bed, and I'm going to need some more help. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, you, you cannot. I agree, Wesley. You cannot be a Christian in a vacuum. True, and so it goes on to say, he said that we needed to be involved in social holiness. Uh, Though some often think of this term synonymous with social justice, um, it is not the same thing, let me let you know. But anyway, um, its meaning is quite different. Wesley believed we could uh, could only grow as Christians in community. In his preface to the uh, 1739, he was not alive in the 1900s, in 1739 hymnal, he was adamant that the gospel of Christ knows no religion but social, no holiness but social holiness. Also, and you've heard me say this quote, there was a man that met him on the road. He was struggling to find people to be in this movement with him. I mean, he just wasn't finding the right um, camaraderie. And, and so he was going to strike out and do it on his own. And, and the man looks at him and says, it is impossible to be a disciple in, in, in solidarity. 
uh, solitude, solitude, not solidarity, solid solitude. And so I kind of went, yeah, that hurts. <laughs> yes, it does. All right, and number number ten, Methodism grew from four to one hundred and thirty-two member, one hundred and thirty-two thousand members in Wesley's lifetime. From four to one hundred and thirty-two thousand. Yes. Wow. I mean, that's not a major feat today. And we've been getting smaller ever since. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's not a major feat today when you when you look at um, what's that latest movement, Hillsong. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, you know, they're they're out there, they're popping churches up. They've they've got churches with two and three thousand people, yeah. multiple locations around the world. We live in a different time, but you think about that, you know, horse was the main mode of transportation. Boat was the only way to get from continent to continent. That's a major feat. Yes, it is. So it says the beginning of Methodism was a group of four who called themselves the Holy Club, which we mentioned earlier, at Oxford. When Wesley died in 1791, he left behind a movement of with 72,000 members in British in the British Isles and 60,000 members in America. Hmm. Wow. Yep. That is truly amazing. It is. It is. I heard a story one time um, about uh, some circuit riders. Um, start, taking taking heaven by storm by uh, John Wigger, and um, and it was talking about how the circuit riders were going out into, you know the the non claimed lands, you know out into the the frontier, and this this circuit rider comes riding up to a house, and and the guy looks at him and says, well it's about time you got here, and he's like. What do you mean? It's the first we we haven't even done this route before, you know. And the guys go, "Well, I was a Methodist in North Carolina. I was waiting for one of y'all to show up." <laughs> <laughs> so that is good stuff. It really is. It really is. So, but anyway, um, those were ten facts. I'm, I'm I'm gonna see if I can find other facts. And they were interesting. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna see if we can keep doing some of those. Um, I know we, we took a little break from our uh, Methodist questions, Methodist answers. Yep. We need to do that uh, yeah. on another program as well. But um, this has been Methodist Minutes. I'm John. I'm Tyler. And I'm Brad. God bless and have a good day. Thank you for listening to JT Faith Radio. Come visit us at jtfaith.com. <laughs>